0: Yo, what's going on, Rock family? Thank you so much for jumping in with me on this Sabbath Sunday. I pray that you're getting some rest in this holiday season and ready to reset for the new year. I want to share this brief word with you this morning. This uh We're continuing our series and finishing our series on commitment. Commitment month. All month we've been talking about God's commitment to himself, God's commitment to us, and our commitment to God. And lastly today, I want to talk to you about our commitment to each other, our commitment to each other. I got you and you got me. And this is from Galatians chapter number six, verses one through 10. Galatians chapter six, verses one through 10. And before I get to reading it, I want to ask you this question. You may have heard this phrase before. It says, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. If you wanna go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. Some people say this is an African proverb and sometimes it's been credited to other speakers and well-known people. But the basic principle there is that we need each other if we're gonna last in this journey. We need each other if we're gonna be sustained in our faith and in our walk with God. We depend on each other. We grow together as a community. And our faith was never meant to be done alone. Lone Ranger, I've said this before, Lone Ranger Christianity really does not work well. You by yourself, hauled off, you know, locked away in your room with just you and your Bible just for days on end, weeks on end. That sounds really spiritual, but there's a reason that God calls us together as a body, as a unit, with Christ as the head, Christ as the covering, Christ as the peace that is over us, as the leadership that is over us. But we are one body together and we have to work together and we need each other in order to do this life together. We need each other and we have to be committed to each other, not just committed to the pastor, not just committed to Christ, but committed to each other. Jesus told his disciples in Matthew chapter number 16, he said, Peter, You are the rock. And upon this rock, this revelation that I am Christ, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. One of the things that we see in our society today is people have a very, very fickle commitment to the Lord's church. People sometimes feel like, oh, I'm committed to Christ. I have God. I'm spiritual. I know Jesus for myself. But I don't know about that church. I don't know about the body. I don't know about attending a local community. I don't know about gathering together. I don't know about that. But we cannot have one without the other. We cannot have Christ without his church. We cannot have the husband without the bride. We cannot have the head without the body. And what we sometimes have and what I want to encourage you today is not just be committed to Christ, but be committed to his church. And what I mean by his church, I'm not just talking about this local rock church community or whatever local church community that you may be attending. But I'm talking about a commitment to each other. We are the body and we cannot sit here and say we have all of this commitment to the Lord. I love you, Jesus. I worship you. I adore you. But I don't know about my brother and sister in Christ. I don't know about my brother and sister who are in the Lord. I don't know about the mothers and fathers that are in the faith. We have to have a commitment to the Lord's church. And I know your experience with church may have been good. It may have been bad. It may have been up and it may have been down, but we cannot do this faith without the Lord's body, without our commitment to each other, without our commitment to our church body, committed to one another. I know you, you may be committed to me as the pastor, but are you committed to the person that sits on your role? You may be committed to the one or two people that sit on your own, but are you committed to the remainder of the body that is around you? We have to be committed to each other, having each other's back. Galatians chapter six says this in verse number one. Galatians chapter six, verse one. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by sin, you who are godly. So you're talking to the believers now. You or another translation says you who are spiritual should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. The first thing I want to ask is, are we committed to holding each other accountable? The text says that if a believer falls into sin, that we should gently and humbly help get that person back on track. Let them know, hey man, you were out of line for that, but let's get back on path. Hey man, you was wrong for what you said to that person, but let's get back on the right path. Hey, person, hey, man or woman, you were wrong for how you treated yourself, but let's get back on the right path. It says, don't be so quick to throw people away even when they fall into sin, but be committed to holding each other accountable and restoring each other in the faith. We see this so common, man, in our body when another believer or a pastor or someone falls, we be be ready to throw them away, man. Throw them away and leave them for dead. But the Bible said, don't just throw them away. It says, no, no hold them accountable it says let them know hey you fell into sin hey we got to be repentant we might have to be we got to be restored we might have to go through some counseling for a season we might have to go through some sitting down for a season and just getting the word for a season but it says we should enter the process when that person repents of restoring them and we have to be committed to restoring each other. Committed to having some grace for one another, man. But when you make a mistake, I don't just throw you away, but I'm committed to holding you accountable. When I make a mistake, you don't just throw me away, but you're committed to holding me accountable. This is how we commit to one another. And it says if another believer, it says if they fall into sin, you who are godly. See, he's not He's not talking. Paul is in this passage. He's not talking to the people that ain't saved because he said the unsaved, they going to throw you away. He said the people that's in the world, they going to throw you away. But it says you who are spiritual. He says, you come together and you hold them accountable and you build them up and you restore them as they make a commitment to repent. But then let's go to verse number two. It says this. It says, share each other's burdens, share each other's burdens. And in this way, obey the law of Christ. We have to be committed to helping each other carry the load of life, carry the load of life. Many of you are watching are carrying weights carrying loads, carrying things, carrying burdens, carrying stress, carrying frustration, carrying misunderstandings, carrying hurt, carrying offenses, carrying wounds, carrying bruises from life. And it says, share each other's burdens. Commit to saying, let's talk about it. Let me help you carry that burden. Let me help you walk with that burden. Let me, how can I help you relieve some of that stress? How can I help you relieve some of that weight? How can I help you? I know you're in a tough spot right now, but how can I help you get out of the tough spot? And this is the thing, is that sometimes helping to carry burdens, listen to the word, it says share each other's burdens. Listen, carrying burdens ain't easy. (laughs) Carrying each other's weight, that ain't easy. Sometimes carrying burdens is inconvenient. Sometimes carrying burdens is hard. Sometimes carrying, I don't want to carry your burden. This is my day off. I can't carry nobody's burdens. But it says sometimes we got to make commitment, carry each other's burdens, man. Even sometimes it's inconvenient. Even sometimes, ah, man, I had something else planned. But you know what? You in a dire situation right now. I can come and help you. I can come over and lend you a hand. I can lend you a a dollar or two. I, I can lend you an encouraging word, even though I'm going through a stressful time. It says share each other's burdens. Let, let's help carry the weight together. I see you got them three kids over there hollering. Let me come and help sit, help you, ch- you know, with the kids. Let me, let me come and play with them. Let, let me hold a baby while you take a minute. Go, 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 go to the store for a second and take a break. Let me help you carry the burden of parenthood when your kids are little. Let me help you to carry the burden of old age. I got the groceries, Grandma. Let me get that for you. I, I, I can lend a hand when you I can, I can lend a hand when your car ain't working. Each other's burdens. And a lot of times what happens, man, is that we find ourselves carrying the burdens by ourselves with no one to talk to, with no one to listen, with no one to lend us a hand. But it says carry each other's burdens and we have to commit to helping each other carry the load of life. But this is the next thing. Skip down to verse number four. It says this pay careful attention to your own work for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done. And you won't need to, check this out, compare yourself to anyone else. Can we commit to celebrating one another instead of comparing ourselves to one another? Commit to celebrating your wins. Commit to celebrating your brother's and sister's accomplishments. Commit to celebrating when they get the degree and you ain't got yours. Celebrate them when they get the job and you ain't quite got yours yet. Make sure, make a, make a, make a Instagram post about their accomplishment. Commit to saying, man, we're going to have a party to celebrate your success. I'm going to have, I'm going to make a commitment to have a party to celebrate another pastor, uh, another leader, or or, or, uh, another person in the church. Can you commit to celebrating each other? Can you commit to say, you know what, man, I should have got that job, or I should have got that promotion, or I should have been the one that Pastor called on to read the scripture. I, I should have been the one to preach that message. I, I should have been the one to step in and lead that ministry, even though, you know, I should have been pastor should have asked me. He should have got me to do it. I should have been the one. I don't know why he asked them. I don't know why he got they haven't even been at this church as long as I have. I don't even know why I gotta I get into all this, but Lord, I just feel like I gotta say, they haven't even been here as much as me. They don't know as much as I know I've been in this I've been saved longer than can you commit to celebrating another person going up (laughs) that's good can you commit to celebrating another person going up higher than you further than you more money can you can you celebrate another or does it always have to be a comparison game and I'm not talking about the word I'm talking about the body I'm talking about the believers. I'm not even talking. If you're not a Christian, this is not even for you. I'm talking about those who profess Christ to say I can celebrate another brother or sister. I can celebrate another kingdom citizen to say you're going up. We're partying with you. You're getting promoted. We're celebrating with you. Things are opening up in your life. We're happy for you. The Bible says rejoice with those that do rejoice I'm happy for you when I see you succeed, when I see the blessing of the Lord on your life. Can you commit to celebrating with each other and not be jealous and not be like a Saul when they begin to sing songs that says Saul has killed his thousands? Read this in 1 Samuel, but David has killed his 10,000. The Bible says that Saul began to look at him a different way. Because they were celebrating him more. They were celebrating David more than they were celebrating Saul. The Bible says that Saul began to look at him kind of funny. Saul began to say, you know what? I don't know about this fella. I don't know about this guy. You know what? I'm the king. I should be the... Oh my God. I should be the one getting the accolades. I should be the one... That's getting the praise. I should be the one that's getting the awards. I should be the one that's getting the recognition. But in the Bible says that Saul, he began to look at David a little differently because the people were celebrating David and not celebrating him. The people were looking to David and not looking to him. The people were patting David on the back and not patting Saul on the back. And the Bible says that Saul, a spirit of jealousy became on him because he could not celebrate what God was doing in someone else's life. Can you celebrate with another brother or sister? Or do you start to, when the applause begins to go up for them, your eyeballs start to be looking funny. You start to look a certain, you you start to get a side eye. Now you don't know how to speak anymore. Now, you know, you don't know how to talk anymore. Now you, you shake their hand, but it's kind of a quick, you know, you don't really want to know how things are going because it's hard to celebrate when God is doing something in someone else's life. And what I'm asking you is that, can you commit to celebrating what God is doing On your role, even if it's not for you, committed to celebrating one another. But let's keep going to verse number six. It says those who are taught the word of God should provide for their teachers, sharing all good things with them. I want to ask, can you are you committed to caring for the leaders of the church? Are you committed to caring for those who shepherd and labor and teach and pray and cover and lead and guide and correct? Can you commit to caring for the leaders? And I mean you may you say Pastor Corey, you just talking about taking care of you. I ain't even just talking about taking care of me. I'm saying for the other leaders. Can you can you commit to caring for those who watch over you? It may be the pastor or it may be another elder. It may be the ministers or it may be another mother or father in the church. Can you commit to caring for those who pour into you? It's not just about, I'm not saying this as a pastor, just, you know, so you can take care of me. No, no, no I'm not saying that at all. That's a part of it. I'm saying, no, no. Can you commit to caring for those who look after you? The, the text says providing that. It says sharing all good things with those who, t- who, are, who, who teach you the word of God. Can you commit to caring for the person who's dropped a revelation on you that you did not have beforehand commit to sowing into their life commit to telling them how great it was commit to telling them thank you for that thank you for the time of mentoring me thank you for the time of shepherding me thank you for the time of sitting with me and walking with me through the darkness of life can you commit to caring for those who watch over your soul and this is the last thing here in verse number 10 it says therefore. Whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone. But I like this, especially those in the family of faith, especially those in the family of faith. Are you committed to being the family of God? That's such specific language because it's, it's challenging us move beyond just a casual acquaintance with our brothers and sisters. But he said, let's become family, man. And, you know, fam- listen, you know, family, family is good. And then family, get on your nerves. Family is up. <laughs> and then family, sometimes be down. Family, boy, I tell you, you love them. And then family, sometimes you say, you know what? But it says we commit to being not just any old family, but the family of God. A family that cares for one another. A family that looks out for one another. A family that says, man, I got your back. I'm not going to let people slander you, talk crazy about you, and not defy. See, a family, we're going to defend one another. To say, I got you and you got me. That's what we do in a family. But also in a family, we tell each other the truth. We are kind to one another. You know, kindness ain't being nice. Kindness is speaking the truth in love. Speaking the truth and saying, this is what you, I know you're my brother and sister. I'm going to tell you what you need to hear, not just what you want to hear. But also, I'm going to have your back. I ain't going to let nobody else talk bad about you, but I'm going to come to you and we're going to talk about it together and we're going to care for one another As a family, can you commit to being a part of the family of God, a family, this church, the body of Christ committed to one another? That's really what we got to work on. And if there's anything I would tell you in this last Sunday of the year, let's be committed. We spent all month talking about being committed, committed. Being, one word we're going to talk about next year so much is being all in. We are committed to God. We are committed to Christ Jesus. We are committed to each other. And thanks be to God that God, through Christ Jesus, God is committed to us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. He said nothing can separate you from my love, but he is committed to us. And we in turn are committed to him and committed to each other. I pray you receive the word of God today. I pray that this next 12 months will be the best year of your life as you first make a commitment to living for the Lord Jesus. Rock family, I hope to see you in the very first Sunday of the new year. I want to thank you for everything that you have done and sown and given how God has moved in our ministry and continues to enlarge our territory this year. And I hope to see you all soon in the new year. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you for your word today. I pray that you would bless your people, that even while we're in a Sabbath moment, that you would give us rest, rejuvenation, and allow us to be recharged for this journey that is ahead. We are committed to you, and we are all in on the calling that you have on our lives. We thank you, we honor you, and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I'll see you all soon. Peace.